Ha! This is the local Ludus, the gaming thing. I am uh, Dr. Ludus, and there are many, many, many things for us to be talking about today. Willkommen, alle zusammen. Uh, as, also, uh, one thing, one thing, very important thing, is that uh, you can contact us, you can leave us the messages, uh, very illuminating messages, uh, which, which uh, for example, this one. Here, Barney, what's your guy bleeding, Dr. Ludus? <laughs> Will you, you think I'm stupid just because I'm a troll? You don't want to listen to everything you hear about trolls. We ain't stupid. I ain't like these mugs who listen in to like oh, Ludus, listening to all your old nonsense. I know that you and Dr. Ludus, same geezer, innit? Same geezer. Who's going to fall for some funky, f- f- what do you call it, Germanic sort of uh, what, accent? No one's going to buy that old nonsense. We, look, I know it's you. And I'm, I'm telling you now, the game is up, mate. The game is up. What sort of podcaster puts on funny voices pretending it's a different geezer? Give me a break. Und da ist ja Colin Green von The Spike Pit uh, pretending to be uh, Tom the Tintinet Troll, you see. Uh, and nobody believes in trolls. And so then we have uh, the question, really, that by comparison, when you compare anything that myself, Dr. Ludus, or the other one, the Barney, has done in terms of the 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 voices or the which one they are then really there's no comparison uh when 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 one when one wants to 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 pretend to be a troll really there's there's not so much really uh that uh it's it's a lost cause you say it's a lost cause i think anyway Anyway, this is very interesting because this, the, 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 the troll, we say the troll, the troll uh, has, uh, says that he's not listening, but uh, must, he must be listening. And so this, this is a very classic, classic thing with the mind. It was, what we say is then not really what we are doing. And, uh, and yeah, yeah, and so... Uh, but what uh, one thing that everybody, I hope, would know really about the Dr. Ludus is that uh, that that there is this the thousand voices of the Dr. Ludus, and so I can give you a a example, yeah. I could have been a contender. But then, you just gotta ask yourself, did he, did he fire six shots? Only five. Well, where's my son? Where's Michael? get over Ming's kingdom, we should land near the entrance of the abandoned drain tunnel. Our ship can be well concealed there. I remember the place.
As some of you may have noticed, Dr. Ludus really only pops up when there's something Hammer Horror-related coming up. And that is most certainly the case today, this week. Uh, On Wednesday, the very, very, very first playtest of the Hammer Horror system that I've been... uh, rustling up uh, will take place and that will happen online and there's five definite takers uh, five definite takers all of whom will know who they are and all of whom uh, will be known to others perhaps Um, so why the anonymity I don't know what's going on. But anyway, let's just keep going with that. Um, so so I'm just uh, following on perhaps from last episode and also in parallel to lots of other people's fascinating podcasts. There's some prep I've been doing. I've been prepping, um, prepping, of course, to kind of get the system into some rude shape. Um, anyone who's listened to the to the earlier discussions or uh, possibly had a look at the the rough rules if you're in the audio dungeon discord and in the with an eye on the hammer horror uh, thread uh, you may well know that players uh, create their own actor personas and then they are cast in the film as character personas which the GM has some hand in so I've been having quite a lot of fun with a particular table So one of the aspects of the actor persona is that they have a lovey rating and a team player rating. And those are six by six. Or between one and six. So two D6. So everyone has rolled their lovey rating and their team player rating. And this has been a lot a lot of fun and um I think I think the players have enjoyed them too. Uh at least at this very simple early stage and I hope they will enjoy them more uh the further we get on with it. Um what's interesting about the table is while you in 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 linking the uh, or offsetting or whatever the word would be the lovey rating with the team player rating you get a whole spectrum of of more or less um sociable actors um 
So, for example, a character with one lovey rating and one team player rating has zero charisma. And that goes up if you get six lovey and six team player. You're an exuberant avant-gardist. And so there's a whole... There's a whole range of things in there. What's interesting about that is while you have this this spectrum of sociality, if you like, more or less social uh, actors, it doesn't have any impact on really how... It's it's not that none of these are any better or any worse than each other. They're simply a way of getting some handle on the type of of actor that you'll be playing, and from there, the players can uh, are, are are pretty free to come up with a whole range of other things, inspired by, if you like, those ratings. The next step, of course, then comes when uh, they are cast as characters. So when I get the actor persona sheets back uh, with everyone's ideas for who they are, I can then cast those actors in, in the film that we will be playing. And that's fascinating because on one one way of doing it would be to seek alignment. And I think that makes the most kind of sense. But that alignment won't ever be total. And perhaps in some situations, um, it won't be possible. So therefore you have a situation where someone can be miscast in a film, which is something we are all aware of so as part of this project of trying to um, create a system that doesn't simply feel if you like cinematic or b-movie horror cinematic that it actually mechanically works through or supports those those sensibilities those those feelings of of such a film uh i think is is very interesting and that you know that 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 this character creation process i feel is going some way through doing that rough as it is of course when it comes to actually playing the film then it will be interesting to see how the actor personas and the character personas offset dovetail and so on um one revision that i've made as well is that i was thinking that it would be great to kill off uh, a, a character persona in every act of which there are five 
but of course the last act is is the showdown i'd already thought of that so actually then it's the four acts that are up for grabs in terms of uh killing characters off but then the first act is really just setting the scene so there will be no deaths or at least no uh player character actor player player actor character deaths in the first act and then it seems a bit somehow it just seems a bit wrong to have uh, a death at the end of the fourth act just before you go into the showdown and presumably there might be much more potential carnage so really uh, I'm left with deaths in act two and three and maybe four not quite sure so but then thinking about it more generally if anyone else is to take up the system in some way uh, any of the other gms who are planning games i don't know if they will or not that, that there's there's flexibility there that depending on the type of film that's being played produced um yeah it it will um it offers it you know the attempt is to offer flexibility there hmm what else to say what else to say it strikes me that if if the final act is the big showdown if it is and you've got your protagonists fighting uh, a monster or the villain or whatever um does that basically mean that the whole game is a kind of lead up to one big combat scene and that's that's interesting for lots of reasons that I won't go into here um but maybe people can imagine what I'm thinking there in terms of how combat encounters usually work in role-play games. Um, what I want to do is to just link that back to the films, the Hammer films or the B movie horror films, that I think what what makes it so appealing is that because perhaps of the limited budgets, because of, I don't know, there's other kinds of production factors, the the films are often quite melodramatic uh, or, or kind of mundane, that the, the, the big horror moments kind of, pop up at at certain points they're not constant it's not a gore fest um there might be gory bits of course but again those are the, these are the the punctuations um you, you know they, they in a in a hammer horror movie they they can't have dis, disintegrating vampires every 5 minutes as you might get in 
in other films, other films now especially. That's a that's a big that's a big special effect. Um and of course there are many, many other films that do that kind of thing. So again, is that working? Will that work in through the role play game to to generate that sense of how these films work? That that there's you it's inevitable it's quite inevitable, if you like, where it's going. Um, you know the formula perhaps, you might have guessed the storyline. Um, but it it takes its time getting there. I'm going to keep this episode short. And so my apologies for any uh, excessively long and perhaps unfinished sentences and any strange made-up words that you might find in that uh, that previous section there. Um what i what i do want to just say is that um i've had some really nice exchanges with people about the hammer horror game of course the other gms uh especially but then also following on from last episode really nice exchanges going round there um and just to say that there there will be more so on Hammer Horror specifically because so the game is on Wednesday and then I'm hoping I'm hoping to record a special episode with Goblin's henchman who has been incredibly generous uh, in uh, putting his mind to some aspects of the of the Hammer Horror system which are really interesting um and use his his uh his fascinating hex flowers so i'm 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 looking forward to 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 picking up on some of those those discussions which have already started uh in a subsequent subsequent episode um and yeah i don't know i don't know if i'll find a moment to really put anything out before next wednesday uh, the game is Zeppelin versus Pterodactyls, which was an unmade idea by the Hammer Studio in the 70s. Uh, so it's pretty pulpy. Um, um, and, um, and I've had a lot of fun thinking about that. So I think it think it will be i think it will be good fun whatever whatever transpires and i'm and i am of course really fascinated to see how the system plays out and holds up and especially then what what areas can be uh refined developed and so on and then i can then of course i can also take up a place as a uh as a player in some in some games after that so, um, I hope your new year is starting well, and if you do want to leave a message or um, an email, p- 
please do. The details are in the notes. All the best. Bye.